Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, I um, you know my name. Anyway, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Wow, wow. I mean, I mean, like for large spells in that first half, I was just like, this game seems too easy for Chelsea, and that's not because Chelsea are holding the ball hundred percent of the time, but just because Arsenal were not causing Chelsea trouble, and that is not solely because of um, that's not solely due to Chelsea's doings. But also, also Arsenal's failure to conjure up anything meaningful in the final third. Now, how did Chelsea win? I mean, it wasn't a flawless performance from Chelsea. I don't believe Chelsea would have put up the same performance and maybe gotten a win against a more quality opposition. There were a lot of gaps in the midfield, a lot of gaps in the defence. I mean, Arsenal had chances to create something meaningful. They always had those half spaces all day long. Shout out to one guy, Emil Smith-Rowe. He's a baller. I know. He got my look. Okay, no goal, no assist in another game again. Like... He's a baller. Gets the ball on the half turn drives. It's the only positive thing that comes out from uh, any Arsenal game. And he seems pretty consistent with his performances. Yep. So, moving on back to analysing the game yesterday. So, as I said, uh, Chelsea had a lot of gaps, a lot of spaces, a lot of half spaces were left open. And Arsenal were just not good enough offensively to just make, make it anything. Mendy had absolutely nothing to do. Now, on the other hand, a couple of things contributed to Chelsea's win here which is when i say win i mean the goal scored because yes goals win games first of all bukayo saka i'm far from impressed now it's even more disappointing because saka is a player who has played as a left back numerously and the lack of awareness from saka defensively yesterday was so bad so terrible so poor like, I mean, lack of awareness, also lack of effort. Because a lot of games I analyze, I watch, a lot of goals that teams concede. We can blame managers, we can blame, uh, I don't know, we can blame the board, you can blame, we blame everyone, to be honest. You can blame, you can even blame the FA. <laughs> Fans blame everyone. Maybe you can blame me. Who knows? But, some goals are just down to pure lack of effort. A lot of goals that this Arsenal side concedes, because you see a lot of players... 
One player is just not busting his guts to cover the space, to track the run. You see a player making a run, and you ignore it. Just think, oh, let's say, let's say for example, I'm Shaka in the midfield. You see a player making a run past you. You just ignore it. Okay, uh, maybe Bellerin carry him, or maybe uh, Mario will follow him, or maybe Ben White will follow him. That attitude. And next thing, the next player, like nobody is taking responsibility. No one is saying that player and saying, a player passed me. Wow, okay, I'm sticking to him and I'm running with him. You know? Or I'm closing him down. This is football. As a Liverpool fan, I'm going to give you an example. A lot of managers used to quote after games against Liverpool, when Liverpool were pretty good. Hopefully, they'll be good again this season, by the way. <laughs> they always say, yes, this side is more, more talented than we are. But they also work harder than we do. So that's why it's hard to beat them because on the talent front, of course, they have a lot of nice players. Salah, Van Dijk, all these guys, Robertson, Trent, very talented footballers all around the pitch. Cool. But they work harder than you do. That means they are running more than you. They are closing you like so they are closing you down more than you're closing them down. They are attacking spaces more than you do. On the counter-attack, more people, eight, six, five people are busting their guts down to just create passing lanes and options. This isn't like yes, the coaches encourage things like this, but this is pure effort. In the moment, reflex, you know you've got to work hard for your team. You see Sadio Mani tracking back. You see Mohamed Salah's tracking back. I'm just, I'm just making a clear point about a pattern I see with Arsenal. A lot of the time, a lot of games they lose. It's not as if a lot of games they lose. Fine, Arsenal were woeful and stuff like that. I'm not taking that away. I'm not trying to minimize uh, the crisis at the club right now. But I'm also seeing a lot of goals they concede are just down to pure lack of effort. And with Saka yesterday, if you go watch the clips again. The goals, sorry. You see, his starting position. First of all, you're playing on the left side. I was just in the center, on the center circle. Doing absolutely nothing. Okay. And now, it's okay to do this if your team, for example, have possession. But defensively, as a winger, especially if you've got someone like Tierney, who is who, who has a lot to offer in the attack. Then Saka also knows. I don't even. I don't, I don't want to say he should know. He knows. It's not. It's not that he doesn't know. He knows. Because he's also a player who has played the left back position. That as the winger, you've got to help out defensively. Now, what I did in the center circle, first of all, no problem. You see, Chelsea are progressing the ball, and you're still standing there. You're not the freaking number nine. Like you've got to go back and, like, let's say Saka didn't even cover the space in the wings, the right hand side for Chelsea. Chelsea's right hand side, which Rich James was just absolutely finessing all through the game yesterday. But you've got to put yourself in a position where you can contribute defensively at least. That's my point. If you're playing as a winger, a striker, or whatever you're playing on the pitch, you've got to be smart enough to read the empty spaces and know there's a space on that wing, which is actually my wing, my side. I've got to bust my lungs back to get there. And even though you don't like see this space for some reason, which is it was pretty glaring, by the way, and you don't, you just have to get back and put yourself in a position that you can possibly help the team defensively. Effort, run back. Even if, like, I mean, like, we've seen a lot of times, a lot of players, <laughs> those sport players around them, but just try to get back into the box or something, just stand. You know what I'm saying. So this is the effort part. Now there's the intelligence part and the effort part. This effort part I'm talking about. For Saka, it's impossible to contribute defensively. It's impossible to contribute defensively. From the center circle. And now, just you're attacking. Why are you still dragging your feet? It's annoying. 
and the two goals pretty identical in terms of effort put in by Arsenal players to cover spaces and to and to prevent a goal that eventually could have been highly avoidable. I'm not going to pay too much attention to Lukaku and Pablo Mari. Reason is this. Lukaku is a top class forward who was just brought in for 100 million. And I'm not saying this and say, okay, that means he's meant to score. Okay, Lukaku scored. It's nothing spectacular. It's nothing spectacular that Lukaku scored because we're expecting to score goals. But he was brought in for that money for, for, for a reason. I mean, he's world class. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Last season, he had one of the finest seasons amongst any player in Europe. I'm not talking about only strikers. He was absolutely fantastic. So there's a reason why he's Lukaku. So what happened between him and Ben White was just Lukaku showing his Lukaku. He's faster than you, he's stronger than you. And if you just try to pin on him, you're, you're going, he's going to use it to sweep the floor. Sweep. He's going to mop the floor with you. Like, this is clean the floor. You're going to go down. Because he's so strong, he's so fast. You're just not getting one over him. And that's what we saw there. It's just like a piece of his form of individual brilliance. For me, the main problem was why a Chelsea player would have been on the wings. So free to just put in a cross. Now, talking about the Arsenal perspective and possibly how they could progress attacking once. Because I've talked about how they feel defensively. And to me, I'm just going to put down onto like lack of awareness and effort, which I've explained in detail. Now, offensively for Arsenal. Arsenal, in terms of keeping the ball, retaining the ball, they did a, they did a decent job. Like I mean, in terms of, like I, I wouldn't say they didn't retain the ball um, enough to stand the chance to win the game. That's false. Like In terms of that aspect, like it's okay. Teams win the game with the amount of retention and the amount of, like, the control they had over the tempo of the game it was fine it was perfect no problem now but in the attack Arsenal were just nothing the only player that excites me watching Arsenal and does something game in game out is Emerson Smith Rowe to be honest he takes the ball on the half turn he's positive he tries to drive the ball play faster football but poor touches everywhere from Saka to Martinelli to Pepe everyone poor touches poor first touches just losing the ball and I mean they, they didn't test Mendy like they had spells where it looked like oh Arsenal were should I say putting on pressure but pressure without testing the goalkeeper, I mean, Mendy had absolutely nothing to do. Like nada, nothing. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing to do. This performance, I mean, it's... I don't know, Atita's time is really running out. It really is running out. You know? Chelsea didn't play the perfect game. And that's the last point I want to make here. Because this podcast is actually going to be very... very because of course, I'm just talking about one team. One game. Sorry, two teams, one game. Chelsea's performance wasn't spotless. Like, if Chelsea put up this performance maybe against a better side, like maybe a good Manchester City side or something, I'm not sure they would have won. Because the performances Chelsea put up against Manchester City, that goddamn wins were way better. You know, because the reason is because, like, Chelsea usually are so compact and stuff in the midfield. Like, it's hard to bridge them. It's hard to create any sort of half spaces in and around the delicate areas of the pitch. But that wasn't the case today. I'm sorry, yesterday. Arsenal created those, like, had, where they found themselves in these half spaces. But of course, they just did rubbish every time they were there. So it wasn't a flawless, flawless performance from, from, from Chelsea, I mean. But Arsenal were just so bad on that side of the pitch that like Chelsea didn't even have to worry. I mean, I, I, I know Chelsea, they knew. They knew like, okay, we're not. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like, yeah, I'm not doing, but like, I don't have to do enough to beat you. I don't have to be very good to beat you. And I think that's... The, the position Arsenal are right, right now that's just particularly disappointing. It's supposed to be club. Like, even going into the games, the mentality of Arsenal fans and of football fans worldwide, you never feel Arsenal are going to win any big game. Yes, they do win big games, to be honest, sometimes. But it's just the feeling. You don't just feel it. Like, no one feels like Arsenal will win. Arsenal fans, opposition fans are always overly confident against Arsenal. 
general neutral fans worldwide, they know, oh, that's not okay, we're going to beat them. And this is a disgrace. Because even clubs like Leicester, we don't feel that way. Like, as a Liverpool fan, I don't go into every game against Leicester City feeling I will, I will win. And I don't win every game. I get beat, almost every season, I get beaten by them. Teams like, even Southampton, West Ham. If these teams are giving fans of bigger clubs more worries than Arsenal, that's pre-game. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're playing. We're playing uh, Aston Villa. We have to worry about Inks. Maybe we have to worry about Watkins when he comes back. The way he's running in behind. We have to worry about this guy, McGinn. He's tight with the ball on his feet. He's going to knock him off. You know, this guy, like, you're worried about all these players legitly, you know. But once it comes to Arsenal, you're cool. They're still worried about Barnes, they're worried about Vaji, they're worried about Senior Mani here, not sure. But Arsenal fans just feel, oh, it will be Arsenal. Like the club is far off where they're meant to be. I don't care. You don't have to win the Premier League to be where you like to, to, to impress. You're not, you're not Manchester City. Okay, Manchester City are clearly better than you. Manchester City win the Premier League. Cool. But it doesn't revolve around that. You yourself, you have to, you have to, you have to put in dignifying performances throughout the season. Okay. That reflect the actual quality of the squad. Because what's currently going on at the club is highly disappointing. A high level of underperformance from every single player on that pitch. And it's been the case with Arsenal for a while. Even during Wenger's era. Look at that team on paper. I can remember the first time this team stacked. Like I said, Tabomayak Ozil. I'm like, oh my goodness. Sanchez, oh my goodness. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Sorry, not uh, Abumayag and Sanchez, but like I said, Sanchez, Ozil. I was like, wow, Ramsey. Like, like I don't know what to say. The team always has potential to be a lot more. And I feel like I'm at a stage in my Arsenal analysis where I've just surrendered to it. I've surrendered. I don't know. I don't know. If you ask me what, I don't know. Because Arsenal have done a lot of things that I feel. I mean... Only having, like I said, an Abomayag alone. Like, Abomayag has done a lot. I don't know I don't know if I can call him legend, but he has scored a lot of goals. He has done a lot. He has carried the club during um, a lot of times. Like I said, has been pretty inconsistent. He's a good player, though. He has had spells where he's been pretty good. He has also won their player of the season before. So he's had good patches, you know. But we just expected a lot more. You can see what, like, for example, what the Salamani is doing at Liverpool for the... Like, that was the potential they had to... They have, you know what I'm saying? That's potential they had coming into the club. And a lot more players. It just never materializes for us now. It's it's always the same with every player. Maybe the player just starts getting so many injuries, or for some reason the player is just playing rubbish. Look at Danny Sebas, for example, that came on loan. Sebas is an like he, he he knows ball, he can play ball. Comes to us now, becomes the king of errors. Like that's the thing. I don't even know who to blame for all this. Like I surrender to us now. My football knowledge isn't enough to understand what exactly is going on at the club. Could it be spiritual? Did an old lady curse Arsenal Football Club? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know because... Like, based on everything, they're just meant to be like... We say, oh, get this. They have to must... They, they freaking have to must party. Thomas party was one of the top defensive midfielders in the world, man. He was. He is. Or whatever. I don't know if he still is because... Injuries, you see again. He comes to Arsenal. Injuries, injuries. He's not playing. When he plays, he's putting some good performances, some very mid performances. Like, I don't know what to say about the club. And that's the truth. I don't know. I resign.
from trying to because I've said maybe if Arsenal does oh maybe if Arsenal maybe if Arsenal does maybe if Arsenal can bring in this guy and bring in another guy they brought in Nicolas Pepe they brought in wingers they brought in they brought in centre backs multiple young centre backs either Ateta decides this guy is not good enough to play for us and sending him to play with the with the, with the reserve squad or just send them out of the club they're not playing and the ones that are playing well we can see the story and lastly for Chelsea. They won the Champions League. I mean, they were very impressive. They had a very impressive summer last summer, bringing like of Sky Havertz, Simo, and so on. Hakim Ziyech. Everyone really ex- expected Chelsea. Like, wow, Chelsea. Everyone talked about them. But sadly, uh, it didn't go well for Frank Lampard. And Tuchel came in and made the squad look like, made the team look like a team that had just invested a lot of money in the summer, like bringing in class players and stuff. And they won the Champions League convincingly, deservedly so, because they were just the best, to be honest. It was so hard to break Chelsea, you know. I watch their matches every time. Like, they just looked so comfortable defensively. Like, let's forget the kind of, the level of uh, potential they showed attacking-wise. It varied from game to game, okay? But one thing that was just constant was that the other team just didn't look like scoring. And this was scary to me. Like, this was scary good. Because this is just the foundation for, for anything good in a team. You have to be hard to beat. And that was Chelsea. And they went on and added Lukaku. And, oh my goodness. So, I don't know. But like, I, I, as a Liverpool fan, uh, I expect my team to contend. I expect my team to win big games against these big matches. Against this big team, sorry. Of course, the small teams, I will always expect my team to win them. Of course. And I expect to be in a tight race. Hopefully, we're not unlucky with injuries. I, I wish a signing, a signing more came in or two. But I don't see that happen. I don't know. But Chelsea really will be up there. Like, it's going to be hard to beat them. Like, the small teams maybe stand next to no chance. The bigger teams also find it very hard because of just how difficult they are to break down. I don't know, man, about Chelsea. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I don't know yet about my Premier League predictions. I, I, I always love to see, like, a month to see how everyone is to that final. I'll make, like, a 10 month long prediction and say, okay, this is going to, this will, this will be who will win the league and stuff like that. So at the moment, I have nothing to say. I'm not saying Chelsea win, but Chelsea, impressive. Very impressive. So it just seems like, of course, these two teams I talked about today are on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. And that will be all for me today. Please do not forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, I know you enjoyed listening to your favorite football podcast uh, once more. I am Lutana Ruchi, and have a lovely week. Arsenal fans, I wish you well. Be Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 